2: Hello and welcome to another episode of Attacking Third, a CBS Sports Soccer podcast. I'm Sandra Herrera, lead NWSL writer for CBS Sports. Joined today, as always, by my colleague and co-host Lisa Roman, broadcaster and analyst for CBS Sports. On today's show, we've got some chatter about the United States Women's National Team January camp roster. It is officially here and we're going to give you our reactions to that. But we're also going to talk about an nwsl trade a four-team trade taking place today as well let's let's talk all about it everything is happening <laughs> today this is our second episode going live uh hello if you're joining us again for the second time today quick reminder to those of you joining us in the chat uh the nwsl draft is officially one week awake thursday january 12th and attacking third has you covered download follow subscribe like and comment on attacking third Please subscribe to us on YouTube. Give our videos a thumbs up. YouTube.com slash Attacking Third. You're going to get exclusive NWSL draft content right here on A3. We're going to be there. We're going to the draft, Lisa. It's great to see you again. I just saw you a few (laughs) hours ago. How's it going?
0: Uh, It's great because we got some crazy news happening. It just happened. Thanks to everyone for sticking around with us. I know we originally planned to go live about 45 minutes ago, but... Trades happening, a lot happening. Sandra's a writer for CBS Sports. If you're not reading all of our articles, you are truly missing out. Um, So we had a lot to do, a lot to read, a lot to catch up on. I love this. People joining us in the chat, username, giving a shout out, saying, yeah, it was perfect time for the trades to drop. Come on, league. Don't you know A3 is scheduled to go on? Exactly. So thanks, everyone, for waiting and hanging around because... We have to talk about these trades. We have to talk about the U.S. roster, Um, Sandra. It's only been a couple hours since I've seen you last, and man, it's good to get back in the swing of things. You're just going live every couple hours. Look, just uh, gotta stay live. Like 2022,
2: stay live. 2023, stay live. That's uh, that's what it's about. Uh, I I am just like, this is what we're. This is what we. have been chatting about, I think like all off season, like those days where there's just like a constant, you know, heavy news day. And this is one of those days for sure. Um, We started off this morning celebrating, you know, a week out from the NWSL draft, talking a little bit about the current players who are registered, um, talking about some of those players who we think might be the top prospects to, to go in that first round. And maybe that is the transition in, in our discussion, for this trade that took place because this this trade let's get into it. it was ultimately a four team trade uh Angel City, Portland Thorns, Gotham FC, Orlando Pride, all the teams involved in this trade and a combination of allocation money, draft picks, a player uh, were all involved in uh, the movement. It started with a series of steps A uh, trade took place between Angel City and Portland Thorns. Portland uh, acquiring Angel City's number five pick in the 2023 NWSL draft and second round pick in the 2024 draft in exchange for midfielder Yasmeen Ryan and $20,000 in allocation money. And then Angel City then made a trade with Gotham FC, $250,000 in allocation money to Gotham in exchange for Gotham FC's number one pick. And then Gotham went ahead and sent $350,000 in allocation money and their 2024 fourth round pick to Orlando Pride in exchange for the Pride's 2023 second pick overall in the 2023 draft. And additional contingencies, perhaps, around some of these trades, because the reporting... Around these trades before Angel City made their uh, official announcements, uh, the LA Times reporting that part of Angel City's and you know ambition to to get this number one draft pick is uh, with intent to ultimately select Alyssa Thompson, who we spoke about a little bit yeah. uh, earlier in this episode, in the previous episode, in our wish list episode for the United States Women's National Team uh, roster drop um but yeah the the 18 year old high school senior first uh, ever high schooler to to sign an, an nil deal with with nike and uh, had previously verbally committed to to stanford um and okay. it's actually currently not registered for the okay. 2023 nwsl draft so um i think there's some question marks and i and, and think pe- folks wondering if, if perhaps this is a trade that was done um, with contingencies in place, uh, which is why the official trade is for the player rights to Yasmin Ryan. So I think the intent is to, for Angel City is to, to have Thompson uh, register and declare for the draft and then be able to select her number one overall. And if she, for whatever reason, does not make that decision to go pro Will we actually see try Ryan play with Gotham? I don't know. I think this is this is the next step, I think, for us to take a look at here.
0: I can't help but laugh because this trade, I mean, even listening to you verbalize like it It is bananas. It is bananas. Four teams involved, Portland Thorns, Angel City, Gotham FC, Orlando Pride, so many moving parts. And, and it all broke within the matter of of minutes essentially at the exact same time. And then as these teams put out their statements um, in reaction to all these trades, uh, it, it's clear that angel city had this in the works for a while. They knew what they wanted. They wanted the number one overall draft pick in the 2023 NWSL draft. They knew that Gotham held that spot. Even, uh, A couple hours ago, Sandra, you and I talking about the draft order and how seven days out from the draft, it's going to change a number of times. And already we've got one of the biggest changes because now Angel City is sitting pretty at the top of the the draft order, number one in the first round. Um, And and as you mentioned, Angel City reportedly has their eyes on Alyssa Thompson, the 18-year-old that has an incredibly prolific career ahead of her. She broke her way into the senior women's national team most recently in November when U S played against Germany in a pair of friendlies. But this is a player that's been competing with players much older than her, essentially the entire time she's been playing soccer at the age of 13. She was already playing with players four years older than her. Most recently um, she's at 17 years old. She was with the U 19 boys team in the MLS next league. Uh, the only female player, player in the league playing with boys and they're a couple years older than her. Uh, this is a player that's ready for the NWSL. And now with the new draft rules in place in the league, saying that 18 year olds can enter the draft just with little asterisks next to that, giving them a little bit of details about how they have to do that, how the contract needs to happen. Um, but this is a player that I, I think is ready to make her, her move into the the next level in the NWSL play professionally but the biggest bombshell she's not registered yet. And the league released their newest registration list today between our first episode and our second episode, they released that next wave of players that have been registered and Alyssa Thompson's name's still not on it. So uh, that's the next piece of news I'm waiting to happen. Uh, When will Alyssa Thompson register? When will her name be released? Because um, I think if angel city does get a forward like Alyssa Thompson, um, It could be incredible for the future of Angel City, right? And maybe not this year specifically. I mean, I think she'll make an impact, but how she grows with one year under her belt, two years under her belt, um, especially at a club like Angel City that's putting such a commitment on its players, on its front office, on its staff, on its um, commitment to professionalism and leadership in the league. But we have to talk about the trickle down of all of... Uh, this trade that happened because ultimately Orlando pride ends up with a a hefty sum of money at the end of it, $350,000 from Gotham um, in exchange for a draft pick. But now Orlando's got some allocation money. They've got some money to deal with and play with. There's a lot of rumors right now that Dabinia could, Orlando wants Dibinha, former North Carolina midfielder, Brazilian international. Uh, what do you think's gonna happen with Orlando? I mean, that's a hefty chunk of
2: money <laughs> to wow. sort of yield back in, in all of this trade and 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 to get that kind of money and sort of be the, the final team, I, I guess perhaps in, in play with with all of these moves it just sort of feels like if we're looking at things in certain steps and how uh relating that to the the draft order like how things have shifted around a right. bit so Gotham previously having the number one pick but now it's likely that, that belong that belongs to um angel city and Orlando with both the number three number two and the number three pick in obviously we're open to hearing some offers if, if other teams were interested in, you know, making moves for, for those, for, for those type of selections. So I, I'm curious as to how this is going to shake out, not so much in the allocation money sense, but yeah. what that's going to mean for selections in those top three picks. Um, because right as we hopped off of our live episode this morning, that draft registration list got updated again around uh, noon Eastern or so. And we saw uh, Michelle Duke sophomore uh, on that registration list and Michelle Cooper. And she is a player that is rated very, very highly someone that I think teams are going to automatically target on their big draft boards. I think if you have one of those three picks three to five uh, picks in this first round that you are absolutely looking at a player like Michelle Cooper.
0: Um, yeah so Michelle Cooper, for those that don't know, um, out, out of Duke, a sophomore member of the U.S U20 youth national team that went to the World Cup this summer, um, an incredible goal at the inter- incredible player at the international level and at Duke just made incredible incredible impact at that school.
2: So I'm 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 curious if um, you know if, if when you're making all these phone calls, when you're in, having the email chains or the text group messages, or or you know making the negotiations, um, how does that match with Orlando's? draft board you know what is what is the bigger target for them is are they really swinging for the fences here and they want to and they've laid the groundwork to possibly make a really good pitch to somebody um you know like Debinha and are content with you know making a selection in this 2023 draft as high as number three perhaps they are and you know maybe after all those phone calls and sort of recognizing that Angel City wants to you know hopefully go with a player like Alyssa Thompson and Gotham possibly is targeting somebody like a Michelle Cooper with the, that very yeah. desirable number two spot. Does that mean Orlando pride are, are content with maybe looking elsewhere for, you know, diff, at the different prospects in line for this draft in light of possibly, you know uh, you know, being a key player in the Davinia sweepstakes. Right. I, I I'm not too sure. I mean, there's been a lot of, uh, I think there's been a lot of teams that have been tossed around. She was tied to Arsenal at one point. I mean, Chelsea now has a lot of money themselves after making a big yeah. deal with with Beth England and, and Tottenham. And so I mean, listen, I think there's there's happens to be a good chunk of money. Um, out there on, on both sides of, of the pond. And I think that really, really I mean, just depends on what uh, a player like Davinia is, is looking for, or where she wants to go. Um, but I think yeah. for both of you and I, when this trade dropped and we saw that really big chunk of money, um, where we were curious as to where it would go. Or, I mean, if that doesn't necessarily mean that we'll, that, that chunk of money could go towards um, – you know, one player signing. I mean, they, they recently, the <laughs> pride recently announced that, you know, Martha resigned with them as well. She was another free agent that, you know, that they wanted, you know, to, to make sure stood with the pride and, and allocation money was utilized as part of yeah. that process. So, I mean, we'll, we'll see, we won't know. until we know, right. The funny thing about this is it's like, it almost sort of feels that you got to have that one tray that really sort of kicks off the kind of draft week madness and perhaps this is that trade and we might continue to see some, you know, additional things, uh, some more shoes fall, <laughs> drop off their feet along the way.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that it, if anything, Dabinia is in the greatest position right now. Um, I just hope that her agents and she are are making Really good negotiations because, as you mentioned, Chelsea's got some money. Tottenham's got some money to play with. Uh, These are all clubs, uh, Arsenal, uh, that want her. And now if Orlando really does want her and they can make a case for her and and this $350,000 coming in can help push that over the edge, like that's fantastic. Dabinia is sitting pretty at this point, right? She has owned this free agency Uh, like no other player in this league because she's been in the conversation. She's been in the headlines since day one as the biggest free agency uh, player on this list, as there were other giant free agents, but a lot of them made moves and made trades early on. And Dabinia has said that she's not returning to North Carolina, but she hasn't announced where she's going yet. And, And this is a moment where she can just really pick and choose exactly what she wants. And that's, the beauty of free agency. I'm going to be honest; it, it really is. But just imagine for one second, Sandra, if Orlando does get Dabinia, and now Orlando under Seb Hines, who we saw what he could do last year with just a few games with this Orlando side, now he's got Marta back signed to a two-year contract, and you add Dabinia into that midfield. Holy cow! Think of that: Marta and Dabinia uh, playing for a club on the same team in the NWSL. I mean, it'll it'll change some things. You know, it'll change some things
2: dramatically. I think.
0: Catch me wearing for... some purple next year.
2: <laughs> it'll change <laughs> some things dr- dramatically yeah, for for that's that's for sure. But I, I think you know we can ask similar questions of players involved in this trade uh, for other teams. I mean, Angel City spending the money essentially, like essentially, essentially spending like over four hundred thousand dollars in allocation money to to ensure that they are in that number one spot um in a prime position to select Alyssa Thompson again if she does um register and declare herself eligible for the draft uh what is how does this player fit into Angel City um how is Freya Coon going to utilize this player what does that mean what does that look like um you know Yasmin Ryan for the thorns my goodness I, this was dude, a player dude. that we couldn't stop talking about yeah once these once the 2022 regular season hit yeah. that second half window we could not stop talking about Yasmin Ryan I mean what she was doing and how she was producing for Portland Thorns FC I mean my goodness all the way to a start in the NWSL championship final absolute absolute breakout type of year for this player and to potentially now be with Gotham mm-hmm. as we're starting to see some of the, the news show. we've seen uh, releases now from angel city. We've seen releases from Gotham FC. I think that's a pretty good indicator that things are going to actually pan out the way they have been reported Already, but you know Gotham and and Angel City talking about how Yasmin Ryan is is going to be in Jersey. I think that's a huge piece, huge. and that's a huge get for Gotham.
0: That is a massive get for uh, Gotham to get midfielder Yasmin Ryan. This is a player that was drafted in 2021 and had like an okay season in Portland in 2021. Didn't get the minutes that she deserved solely because she was sitting behind so many great midfielders in front of her. Uh, But then uh, when there were times where she got minutes and she was able to prove herself, we saw that in 2021. We saw glimpses of Ryan being able to do that with the Thorns. Then in 2022, as you mentioned, halfway through the season, it, it became the Yasmeen Ryan show and they couldn't take her off the field. And that is how players develop. That's how they come to take over starting spots because you can only play 11 on a field and if someone's doing great are they actually outperforming someone on the pitch and we saw yasmine ryan outperform other players at portland and work her way up work her way up with portland get that starting role and then work her way to a team like gotham and when you look at this gotham side what they struggled to do last year, um, they broke down a lot. They had a lot of missing pieces on that team, despite having good, talented players. Now they've got new coaches coming into it in Juan Carlos Amoros, formerly at Houston. They have Christy Mewis in her second year. Victoria um, Pickett is also there from Kansas City in the midfield. And now they add someone like Yasmeen Ryan. This is a Gotham side that's looking to get better. They're looking to improve upon their season last year, which is not that hard to do. They didn't have a great season, but getting Yasmeen Ryan is like four steps up for Gotham. A a huge get, a huge get. I'm excited to see Yasmeen Ryan play alongside someone like Christy Mewis, right? Play alongside someone in that midfield that it is on the international level and can contribute. And it's also a Gotham side where Ryan can probably have a bit more of an impact than she did at Gotham. And we saw the impact that she had there. Uh, being able to contribute in goal-scoring opportunities, send crosses in, her defensive efforts. It, Ryan's a player that plays both sides of the ball incredibly well, and Gotham is lucky to have her.
2: Yeah, no, I'm with you. I, listen, like I said, we're we're watching all this and unfold and in, in, in front of us. And again, clubs making their announcements are pretty good indicators of uh, that things have sort of aligned in the way that they're hoping that they would initially align. Angel City within their release, also specifically mentioning the condition, saying that. Ryan and the allocation money was sent to Gotham in exchange for the number 1 pick pending conditions met uh and Gotham obviously welcoming uh you know Yasmeen Ryan to the fold uh, for 2023 um so it's something that we'll obviously keep an high on uh moving forward um Because there are still going to be um, implications, you know, from the trade and how we're going to see. We're still not really going to fully know how to perhaps rate the types of trades until things kind of pan out a little bit. Like we've chatted a little bit about all that allocation money that Orlando has received. What are their plans for that? And now, how do they plan to tackle their draft? Uh, now looking at the number three pick, and how does uh Gotham plan to navigate their draft now that they've got a very, very good player in uh Yasmin Ryan and now the number two pick versus the number one pick? Um, and will we hear Alyssa Thompson's name called for Angel City while in <laughs> Philly? We I don't register know.
0: We'll, for the draft. <laughs> we'll we'll
2: see, we'll see. Uh, we're gonna be there, so we'll definitely have a, a front row seat uh to all the action. I love this stuff. I absolutely love it here. We've got more to talk about, though, believe it or not. The real reason why we were going live this afternoon, we have to chat all about the United States Women's National Team January camp roster. It's official. The roster has dropped. It's 24 players. Stick with us to hear all about who it is.
1: This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on What's in Your Podcast queue. And guess what?
2: All right. Let's chat about it. We've got to chat all things United States women's national team. Also today, the January camp <laughs> roster drop. Is it on still Thursday.
0: January fifth? Is it still uh, January fifth? I just don't know.
2: <laughs> I don't know. I, I'm pretty sure it's Saturday. Hey everybody, thanks for joining us in the weekend. Uh, but no, it's uh, it's still January fifth. Uh, the roster dropped on Thursday. Twenty four players named to this January camp roster, which will take place in New Zealand. The United States Women's National Team will participate in a six-day training camp before capping off this trip with a pair of friendlies against New Zealand, the co-host of the 2023 World Cup. The friendlies will take place on January 17th, 10 p.m. Eastern time, and then January 20th, also 10 p.m. Eastern time. Those are some painful kickoff times but uh listen it's world cup prep for all of us involved here uh that's really the truth but uh, let's get into this roster lisa before we got this roster you and i linked up for an episode of attacking third and we did a wish list episode we decided to kick off the new year and say hey we'd really like to see players x y and z and nm little p a month letters
0: we gave 26 letters on our wish list, Ross. We gave us 24.
2: We gave a whole alphabet. Listen, um, I love the wish list because they're ours and we shoot for the moon and we're very ambitious with it. But you know what? It's a, it's a January window, it's not um an official FIFA window. Um so I mean really it's like we could have had like 30 player rosters if we really really wanted to go there but we went with 26 we like the the number you know the, we are hopeful we're trying to manifest that uh there will be 26 player rosters for the 2023 World Cup as it was for the 2023 men's world cup and uh, or excuse me the 2022 men's world cup and so I uh, I was curious. Is this who these twenty four were? So as soon, as soon as we saw the number, it says you know the headline. You see the headline: right. Adonofsky names twenty four player roster, and we said, who is it? Who is it going to be? And uh, you know what, Lisa, when you and I did our wish list, we had. We had a good chunk of these players on there because we went with what's considered at this point with the player pool, the usual suspects. So let's break it down. Uh, I'll go with the goalkeeper defenders and you can let the good people know about uh, the midfielders and forwards for goalkeepers officially going to New Zealand, three keepers. Adriana French, Casey Murphy, and Alyssa Nair. The defender core is Alana Cook, Emily Fox, Crystal Dunn, Naomi Gurma, Sophia Huerta, Haley Mace, Becky Sauerbrunn, and Emily Sonnet.
0: Midfielders, seven named to Lacko roster, Sam Coffey, Lindsey Horan, Taylor Korniak, Rose Lavelle, Christy Mewis, Ashley Sanchez, and Andy Sullivan. And then for the forward squad, there's six players, Ashley Hatch, Alex Morgan, Midge Purse, Trinity Rodman, Lynn Williams, and Mallory Swanson. For those that don't know who the heck Mallory Swanson is, it is the former Mallory Pugh. Uh, She married the Chicago Cubs shortstop Dansby Swanson um, in December, so just about a month ago. Congrats to Mal. Um, And she's now playing with Swanson on the back of her jersey, and we get to see that as soon as January when they play these matches against New Zealand. So we'll try to remind everyone constantly Mallory Swanson, the former Mallory Pugh, but she rounds out the roster uh, at 24 players. And, and like you mentioned, Sandra, you and I, we picked 26 to go on this roster. Um, I'm, I'm pleased with Blacko's 24, right? Like overall based, based on how many he could have chosen, um, how many less he could have chosen. He could have gone with 22. We could have gone with 20. Uh, the more, the merrier in my mind. That's why we wanted 26. But um, These players on here, I mean... When we did our wish list, uh, we also had goalkeepers, A.D. French, Casey Murphy, and Alyssa Nair. So no surprises there at this point. I think it really comes down to, between the goalkeeper battle, uh, which one's going to win out for number one. I'm giving it to Alyssa Nair right now. So then who wins out for number two, right? I, I don't think that the, anything is set in stone there um, on the backside of things for Black-Wanonofsky and this team. It comes down to who's performing well and who's performing consistently and staying healthy especially between those three.
2: Yeah, I'm with you. Listen, I we going through each of these um you know positional areas when we're looking at the players who got named to this roster. I think there were some surprises along the way. I, I don't want to say they were huge, massive, shocking <laughs> Um, yeah, absolutely. there's no one that we haven't yeah. seen before, right? Over over the last, yeah, exactly, precisely. Over the last year to eighteen months, there's there's nothing too shocking in terms of the names that are a either absent or b uh, included, you know, back into into the fold. So maybe let's talk about some of the things that surprised us, um, you know, within. This roster. I again I mentioned before we started talking about this official drop how you know the January camp, it's it's outside of a particular window. So what does that mean for players who are playing overseas or participating in, in mid-season mm-hmm. of things or pre-season of, of, of in other areas? Um, what does that look like? What does that mean? Lindsay Huran tied with Olympic Leon. Um, what was that gonna look like? How are those conversations, you know, to get a player involved in, in this type of experience? But clearly great relationships um, is named to this uh 24 player camp for January um Adonofsky in his uh media availability echoed those sentiments as such was asked about it said that they've got a great relationship with Leon those conversations obviously went well heren is uh in, in, in cl- is inclusion on this roster is is because of that so we're obviously going to see the Continuation of her um, in the midfield over the course of these two friendlies, I'm assuming. Um, but there was also the the question of. Um, the absence of somebody like a a me official. And we talked about me official a little bit during the wishlist, um, episode in on a three and what that could mean and what this looks like in 2023, as the U S women's national team is sort of turning this page and kind of really getting the focal point on the world cup. It's like literally world cup or nothing, um, moving forward this year. So, uh, I know you and I were both curious about that. And and Andonofsky in, in the press conference was, again, asked about this. Um, and I thought it was important because I think you're looking at um, players who you might have to have conversations with their domestic club to get them involved in camps and, and what that's going there. And he reiterated, he's been asked about this. I think it feels like endless times uh, already when it comes to, to me official. Um, but she's someone that has been doing quite well yeah shout out to celeste i see you um yeah i agree mia should have been called up a while ago i think i i'm i'm looking at this and just sort of what you hear coming out of of the press conferences and then sort of looking at the players performances you just sort of it sort of feels like a little bit of a disconnect but andonovsky is is that that there's that they're still keeping tabs on a player like fishel and that conversations are are still being had um i just sort of feel like with this current timeline and Lisa, this is something that you and I chatted about in that previous episode on the wish list was with there being now six months building up to the World Cup that maybe the combination of the timeline or the timing ahead of, of the World Cup is we're possibly not going to see a me official in these yeah. women's national team camps. And that that absolutely like it, it kind of blows my mind. I don't I, I don't know how you look at a player like me official and um, sort of see the the 2022 campaign that she yeah. put together. She was the global leading goal scorer. Um, and then sort of had the argument that um, you're just sort of, keeping conversations and sort of keeping tabs on her, her performances. And, um, you know, we, we saw a very young player and Alyssa Thompson get called into national team camps towards the end of the 2022 season. And these weren't just any regular national team camps. We're talking about, uh, getting invited to go to Europe and and go again and, and get a look at top tier competition. Um, so it's, it's, uh, there's a disconnect. For me, mm-hmm. I think. And uh, I'm hopeful. I'm, I'm hopeful for Mia Official to eventually make her uh, national team debut. Yeah. Uh, but obviously, as the months go by, as the week goes by, I'm getting more and more deterred by that and that we'll see it before a World Cup.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I think you said that perfectly because we are now five months out, right? It, we were having these conversations, um, you and I on attacking third, the media with Vlachwininovsky, apparently Vlachwinovsky with me official from what he says months ago about her performance in, in Mexico and what she's been able to do in that domestic league and, and how she's been able to perform at a very high level, scoring goals at an incredible quip, um, and staying consistent. You and I have been talking about it. Everyone's been talking about it from what I can see. And the fact that we are now five months out from the World Cup and and she's still not in these conversations, I guess, enough with Vlako Anonofsky or not in the front of his mind enough to be called in to get looks, whether it was in October, whether it was in November, and now it didn't happen in January. And at, at this point, if I'm forgetting about the individual names and the individual players and I'm just looking at my team, My nation going to a World Cup tournament, I don't want there to be so many drastic changes within three months of the World Cup, within four months of the World Cup. I don't. Whether that's big players coming back from injury that just haven't been playing enough, whether it's new players getting integrated in, that's something that the closer we get to the World Cup, the harder it is to shake it up. He had those opportunities to bring in me official and he did not do that. Black did not do that. She's an incredible player. I think she could make a difference on this team. I think that she would contribute and, and it would be incredible to watch her play in the front line alongside someone like a Sophia Smith or uh, a Mallory yeah. Pugman and Alex Morgan. Like I think that that would be really beneficial for the United States, but it didn't happen. And yeah. it, I don't foresee it happening. Black kind of alluded to that as well, that the, the roster that we're getting right now is probably going to stay consistent moving forward, barring some of the injured players that are missing from this roster or working their way back consistently. Um, I, I'm hoping that as soon as the World Cup is done in the end of August, me official is right to the top of the conversation, right to the top of the list and and she can get in on next year and, and what can happen in the fall and everything that's to come for this team. It, it's, it's a little crazy to think about how much she has been able to do and why she still hasn't been called up to a camp just to get, just to get a look, just to see what's out there.
2: Yeah, no, it's, um, you know, you, you look at players and how they sort of navigate their careers and, and where those, those seasons eventually lead them to, you know, we've, we're talking about a player pool that has seen players split time, whether it's between NWSL or mm-hmm. uh, clubs in Europe, whether it's been uh, women's super league teams or uh, French division one teams. Um, and that do you have players in this larger pool that are no strangers to that, right? Having spent time in, in different areas of, of the globe, uh, pursuing their playing options. And it's just, um, yeah, Liga M X Feminil is is it a young league and young up and coming league still? Yeah, sure. Uh, but I don't think that um negates all of the all of the things and development that me official has achieved while playing for Liga MX Feminil. I mean, you're talking 33 goals, that's a massive amount of goals. And uh, I just I'm just not convinced that if Mi Official is scoring 33 goals in Sweden or 33 goals in France, that she's not getting a call up to some of these, uh, camps, especially in a 2022, where there was constant conversation about injury and player rotations and players having to come in and out because of those injuries and, or players who are out on maternity leave. So, um, I think it's going to be one of those uh, elephants in the room. I think that people will um, constantly uh, keep talking about right until until it uh, they see a player like Fishone. But um, I'm with you in terms of the, the timing yeah. of things and that we might not see it before the World Cup. But who knows? Perhaps we'll see it. Post- I know.
0: Hey, you never know when we'll see it if we'll see it. Um, but talking about these surprising names, I know you mentioned Lindsay Horan, considering her uh, club. Career and her club seasons happening right now. Um, there were a couple other names that were a little bit surprising to me. I didn't put them on my wish list in, in particular. Forward Ashley Hatch out of Washington Spirit. She was the 2021 golden boot winner. Um, she had been in the the US roster and in camps uh pretty consistently until. W championship because she went to Mexico for that tournament and ended up getting injured. She hurt her back and ended up leaving. And that's when we got to see Sam Coffey come in. So, hey, there's always a silver lining with some of these things. Um, It's good to see Ashley Hatch has recovered. She's done rehabbing and she's back to be able to play full force. But I'm just surprised that she has made her way back into this roster at this point, considering um, at that point, it looked a little bit like a battle between Alex Morgan and Ashley Hatch. And Alex Morgan won that battle in my mind between two players that have similar styles that um, can play alongside similar personnel. And Hatch was getting moments in games and minutes in games, but she wasn't in those 15, 20 minutes, she wasn't blinding me with, what she was able to do. Um, it was a little lackluster and perhaps it was because she was dealing with a bit of an injury. So I I am excited to see her. She was a surprising name on this roster for me. Another one in this forward group, I'm also going to say it Mitch purse out of New Jersey, New York, Gotham FC. This is a player that, um, has been in called in with Lacka Um, she's got 20 caps, four goals with the U S team, but, Towards the end of 2022, she was not performing consistently and at a high enough level that Black Winanofsky decided not to call her in again. And even with Club at Gotham in the NWSL, she just wasn't. scoring enough. Um it, it was just interesting to watch a player that went from in 2021 being an outside back, being a forward, being an outside back. She was playing all these different roles and it almost looked like she had a little bit more freedom because she could play all these different roles and it was like, all right, we need you to score goals, go have fun. And now she's really settled into the front line at Gotham, the front line. She's being listed as a forward here with Lachwan andowski despite having the background as a defender and I I just haven't seen purse perform as high as I want someone on, as a forward on my World Cup roster team for the United States those are the other two names that shocked me a little bit but you also have to look at injury and who's not back and maybe they're taking the place of some of those players
2: no I'm uh, listen I'm, I'm I'm with you in terms of um you know players those are two players who were maybe the surprise in terms of the inclusion on uh the this list especially because of with purse specifically um, and everything that we heard from the coaching staff about um, her further absence from, from the team, she was not part of those rosters. I believe that that closed out the 2022 calendar year for the United States women's national team. You know, we didn't see her with, you know, in Europe, we didn't see her um, against Germany and it was, um, interesting to see her name on this 24 player roster for me, because everything that Hedonofsky sort of implied with this was just that he wanted to see better form from her. Yeah. And we heard from purse, um, in media availabilities during NWSL. And she referenced, you know, the difficulties that she had, uh, throughout the, throughout the year. Um, some of that, you know, was dealing with, with injury, um, And the timing was also difficult for me to grasp, right? When, when purse uh, was ultimately sort of dismissed at at that point, Um, the timing was difficult for me to grasp because if the conversation is around form for a player, the, the window of opportunity to sort of allow this player to get back into form is pretty, pretty limited. We're talking about asking a player to go back to an NWSL club who at this point is well out of, they were well out of uh playoff consideration, uh, in the NWSL Gotham was a team that struggled in 2022, um, in many areas. It wasn't just in the attacking areas in which they saw, uh, Mitch purse along those lines. Um, but it, the timing of it was really, really off for me. Cause it's like, you're asking this player to go back and there's wow. about a month or so left of, of regular season. Where is the development supposed to happen and how is that supposed to continue for, for this player? Um, and then you roll, you essentially roll that into uh, an off season for these players. And now um, she's uh, called back into this January camp. So I'm, I'm eager to see if maybe some time off, um, has has helped i
0: think time off is, is yeah. important for for everybody out there totally. so not just especially players physically um, mentally emotionally yeah. it helps it helps give a little reset and perhaps give you that recharge to say you know what they told me what i need to do i know i didn't do it well enough before like let's go punch him in the throat
2: yeah but we did have we did have hatch was one of those players i think that might have been absent from both of our Wishlist yeah. um as well. And so to see her inclusion on this, too, I think that was also one of those like surprise names for us, whether it was a, a purse or head. So I guess my question to you is like if we don't see these injuries to, to Sophia Smith or to Megan Rupino, and Sophia Smith is absent from this roster due to a foot injury. Vlad Godonovsky has said it is an uns. It's not a uh, very drastic or serious injury. Just needs some more time. Uh, same with Megan Rapino, who's dealing with an ankle injury. So, Lisa, if we don't see these two forwards unavailable for this, do we see a hatch and do we see a purse available to go to New Zealand?
0: No. If Sophia Smith is available to play and not injured we don't see Midge Purse. If Megan Rapinoe is available and ready to play, we do not see Ashley Hatch. Um, No, I think that it allows for the opportunity for Hatch and Purse to get into this camp. This is their shot, right? Prove that they deserve to be on this roster and kick out one of the other Six names that are that are on there in, in those talks. And I'm including Sophia Smith and Meg Marpino in those conversations. Um Lisa getting ruthless. I'm
2: here for Lisa I'm Roman being
0: ruthless. Ro- <laughs> Roman's rants. We're going for it. You asked me a question, Sandra. I just I don't think so. I don't think so. But this is their opportunity, right? And clearly they're still in the conversations with Lako and and they've done they've done enough. They've done something thing to get in there. Otherwise, maybe it would have been Alyssa Thompson, right? Maybe he would have only done 23. Um, so who knows? But I don't think so at this point. But there's, I mean, you mentioned Sophia Smith, Megan Rapino two players that um, are missing from this roster due to injury. I think that they are big holes to be missing at at this point, but they're injured. They're not going to play. So we want them to get healthy. We want them to get better and recover. Um, But without them, we talked a little bit about injury. We also saw the return of Lynn Williams and Emily Sonnet, two players that have been recovering from long-term injuries. They're both back on this roster. They were also both on yours and mine our wish list rosters. I am, I'm thrilled that Lynn Williams is on this roster. I am thrilled to see what she can do, how she's been working in the off season, how she's getting back and ready to play. I'm excited about the future of Lynn Williams and what she can contribute to this team.
2: I'm with you hundred percent. Look, you and I are, um, two people vet the opportunity and the privilege to, to have Lynn Williams on this show as a guest. Um, it, have had interviews with her. Um, I have absolutely missed watching Lynn Williams play soccer, and I am so amped that she is uh, back and ready to go, apparently, in, in 2023. Um, was out nearly all of 2022 with a lingering hamstring injury. Had to get some surgery, I believe, on that. Um, but this is a player I think that Andonovsky has missed for quite some time. Um, I think when you look back into those, the early, um, early days of the Andonovski era, specifically, you know, 2019, as they went into 2020, um, we saw a player like Lynn Williams getting consistent call-ins to mm-hmm. his camps and seeing not only the consistent call-ins, but consistent minutes on the pitch and producing, um for this team and actually really really providing a lot of dynamic things in the attack and i think in 2022 this this year where maybe they were hoping to sort of develop some more cohesion uh having her you know her absence i think you you sort of saw at times where you could maybe pluck out a game or two and say, you know what, this game can use some some Lynn Williams. A little Lin. <laughs> a little Lynn in this moment. Um, so I'm very excited to to see uh Lynn Williams back on this roster. Um, I'm also curious to see how the coaching staff wants to reintegrate her back into this team because Also, in light of her absence, what what sort of happened in 2022 is we did see the return of of Alex Morgan and her form. We got to continue to see the development of Sophia Smith. I mean, we're talking about MVP caliber development, uh, Mallory Swanson and her resurgence in 2022. So I'm I'm curious as to how that's going to look. So obviously we know Sophia Smith isn't uh, included um, in this roster due to injury. Are we going to see Lynn Williams uh, get a start? Uh, in her place, essentially. What are we going to see?
0: I love that. I love that proposal and that question that you just threw out there. Will we see Lynn Williams get a start? Um, I don't know how she's doing right now. Like, I'm sure she's back to full throttle. I don't think in the first game, maybe in the second. I would love to see her get a start, though. I would. Um, I want to see uh, Mallory Swanson, Alex Morgan, Lynn Williams, like, I think that would be pretty fun to see that front line. Um, what about Trinity Rodman in there? Like, oh, yeah. there's still a lot to be excited about with this roster. I mean, there's plenty to be excited about. Um, do you think we'll see Lynn Williams get a start? I hope so. I don't. I don't know if we'll, we'll get to see her get a start, but I, I
2: do hope we get to see her um, get some minutes. I mean, this is essentially these. These would essentially be her first games back. Period. <laughs> you know, on a soccer pitch. Um, you know, since. 2022. So I'm uh, I'm eager to see it, but I don't know if we will actually see uh, a start, because that was a question mark that I had yeah, around yeah. somebody like Tierna Davidson in case she was going to be on this roster and she was not. Um, mm-hmm. So Katarina Macario, uh, Tierna Davidson, Kelly O'Hara, you know, Samuels, these are players who are still absent from the national team. There were some small updates given on these players by Anonofsky and his media availability um, said that Davidson and O'Hara were extremely close What uh, a would assume that we are likely to see them for something like she believes cup. Um, and he did mention, uh, Macario is also very close, uh, referenced the timeline of about four to five weeks for participation in like contact, uh, Mm -hmm. type of training. So, um, yeah, we'll see, I guess we're going to really get a better idea of what this type of roster could look like with that. When she believes cup rolls around in February.
0: Yeah, I think she believes Cup will have a little bit more weight with the roster that Vlako puts out there. Hopefully some time for Sophia Smith, Megan Rapinoe to – Recover and get back to full strength, but um, between our yours and mine and our wish list rosters, we both had Katerina Macario listed um, it, with doubts that she would play. Right, we were we were very honest with ourselves. We we're like, she's not going to see the field, but we want her in camp. We want her in training with this team, but she's not at that point yet. And Black andowski let people know that in the media availability that she can't do contact yet. So there's no point in bringing her in at at this stage. Um, remember, he he tried to. Uh, Ween Crystal Dunn back in, coming back from her maternity leave, and, and she was cleared for contact. She was cleared to play intensely, but she was not going to play in the games. Um, so that's what I thought he was going to do with Kat Macario. That didn't happen. We'll see her hopefully in February. Tierna Davidson and Kelly O'Hara, um, we both had Davidson and O'Hara on our rosters um, with hopes that we would see Davidson. I mean, we talked about that at nauseum, saying that the, the future of the center back role is, could be Tierna Davidson and Naomi Gurman. That's what I want to see. I was hoping we'd get a glimpse of it, or at least in practice they would get a glimpse of it themselves. Not going to happen this time around. And, and Samuels still um, not not ready yet to return. Still dealing with a really tough injury that she gave her a really big setback in 2022. Just a lot of injuries, but um, I, I think that in in what we have with. Williams coming back. We talked about it. Sonnet coming back. Um, Haley Mace also on this roster. I did not have her on my roster. You had her on yours. I I think it's a good shout. Uh, The Kansas City current defender, midfielder, she's listed as a defender here. I I think it's a good shout for Vlako Adonofsky. Strengthen up that back line. Why not? She's been playing well. Keep it going.
2: Yeah, I think, listen, my inclusion for her during the wish list was just sort of one of those indicators. It's just kind of like, are we still in that window of time where we're waiting to see who is actually available and who is actually um, able to, to get a run out? So we saw a mix of that. This is, I think, that first round. We've seen a mix of that. We still have a handful of players who are close, but not quite there, and a couple of players who are uh, making oh, their return.
0: I, to I can't imagine how, how those players feel that are close, but not quite yet, because I'm like jumping dagging, out of dagging. my shoes here. Yeah, I'm jumping out of my shoes and I'm not even involved. Um, So I can't yeah. imagine how how players like Kat Macario, Tierney Davidson, Kelly O'Hara feel uh, to want to get back in the swing of things.
2: Oh, yeah, especially as like the year turned to like 2023 right we're like all sites on mm-hmm. on the woke up um yeah i would imagine that it's uh it's a little bit agonizing to to, to still be out but uh they're working their way back and, and who knows maybe when we do um you know the previews for these upcoming matches we'll have a little bit more um information and i'm sure we'll have some more fun about it talking about who we actually think might get get some starts or yeah. or two in New Zealand with this roster. But uh, that's all we've got for you today. Fingers crossed, hopefully. Uh, we've been doing a lot of news coverage. <laughs> there's still today. some daylight
0: left. There's still some daylight left. Well, actually, the sun has set here in Philadelphia now. But uh, there's still making time left for us to go live a, a third time today, Sandra. Don't hold out hope, everyone. <laughs>
2: uh, making me nervous here. Jeez. Listen, I love you, but I'm ready to go. Thanks, everybody, for listening to Attacking 3rd download follow listen to us anywhere you get your podcast you can watch us too. subscribe at youtube.com slash attacking third to get alerts for whenever we go live and like follow subscribe and leave comments on all our videos we want to hear from you here at a3 the nwsl draft is thursday january 12th on cbs sports network paramount plus cbs sports hq we're gonna have all your previews live coverage and recaps right here on a3 for sandra and lisa roman